freak you out. Oh, no. That's right. It's Loganity freak out time. Freak out, freak out, as the macho man would say. Well, here's, here's something. Here's a kicker. Let's remember, in 2016, that's right, not long ago, children, Brock Lesnar was going to face a returning Goldberg, and we all thought it was just so Brock could get that win against Goldberg. Next thing you know, Goldberg wins in like, what, 15 seconds? What I think it was like a minute and a half, really. But remember how shocked we all were? Didn't you think Lesnar was going to win that Survivor Series match? Oh, for sure. Okay. Cody, you watched that Survivor Series match back in the day. Remember Goldberg versus Lesnar? Didn't you think Lesnar was going to win that match for sure? I did, Everybody yes. and they mama. Everybody and they mama. I mean, kids were born that day just knowing the result of the Survivor Series pay-per-view. So here's the deal. We all think we know the result here. We all think for sure we know the result here. I don't think we do know the result here. I don't think at all. Because Goldberg has been a guy with a bit of an ego, number one. Number two, this is Saudi Arabia. This is Super Showdown. And as much as those morally bankrupt shows they may be, the Prince has a lot of say. And the Prince obviously loves Goldberg because if he loves him enough to try to bring him back after the Undertaker-Goldberg debacle where they nearly, literally, quite literally killed each other. I don't know for sure that The Fiend is going to win this. And let, me, and let me let me give you a hot take. A hot take that would do only Tanner Whirling at School on Air proud. I think, the, I think that Goldberg should win this match. And as I knew, I know it's a hot take. It makes I me kn- cry. I know it's a hot take, but here's the thing: the fiend has got plenty, plenty of time. Goldberg doesn't have long. Goldberg doesn't have long. To the casual fan, to not us diehards, we will watch how their eye waters. Let's be honest here: we're part of that like 2.5 million that tunes in religiously, even if Vince literally starts pooping in the ring. Um, we. I hope I didn't just give him his next idea. Uh, Fans don't start pooping in the ring, but we'd still tune in, wouldn't we? Frankly, come on now. I'd at least fa- I always right. watch it on um, DVR, so I'd probably fast forward that all part. Right, all right, fine, <laughs> fine. <laughs> Boy, that'd be a new club, wouldn't it? But look, here's why I think Goldberg could win this match, and maybe in some ways it should win this match. What's the bigger seller to the casual fan? Roman Reigns versus Goldberg at WrestleMania or even even a rematch with The Fiend at WrestleMania between Goldberg and and The Fiend. What's a bigger seller? Roman Reigns versus The Fiend to the casual fan, or Roman Reigns versus Goldberg in like a big battle of the spear? What's a bigger seller? It's always going to be Goldberg, but that that's also relative because, you know, people my age, casual fans, sure, mm-hmm. Goldberg. But what about those casual fans that are 10 years younger that really don't? I mean, yeah, they've seen clips of Goldberg, but they didn't see Goldberg in his prime, so they don't have the same reflection of their youth the, when the, they watch the, Goldberg. The so it might not weekend. matter as much. It might mean more to the people that are 10 years younger than me that watch casually that you know maybe they like Roman Reigns or an, anyone from 10 years ago. Well, you know, we've been, I well, not we, I have been knocked this week on Sports Unfiltered for my love of nostalgia. And I do, in fact, love my nostalgia injected into my veins. Why? Because, look, here's the deal. 2.5 million people somewhere in that neighborhood watch wrestling every week nowadays. Back when the nostalgic uh, era was going on, it was like 15 million. And SmackDown had its highest rating in like three months with what? A nostalgic pop from Goldberg. 
So when those at Sports Unfiltered like to say to me, when nostalgia is five minutes and it's all yesterday, and yeah, exactly, because yesterday is looking a whole lot better than tomorrow. All right? It's like the Beatles. It's like John Lennon yesterday when all my troubles seem so far away. That's how it is. Yesterday has got some importance. Look, I think Goldberg needs to win this match. I think it's. I think it makes it a bigger moment. And I know that the Fiend is, Fiend is white hot, but he's not as white hot as he was. He's not. That's the reality of it. I think Goldberg needs to win this match. I don't think he does. I don't think you can take the sh- – like, if, if the Fiend's not as white hot as he was, he can't afford to lose the title th- three weeks before WrestleMania, especially not to a part-timer. If it was a part-timer named Brock Lesnar, sure. But let's face it, it's Bill Goldberg. Sure. He's a powerhouse and nothing else, which is fine. There is always room in wrestling for the powerhouses and nothing else. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't buy Goldberg as a feasible person to finally defeat The Fiend. Brock Lesnar, yeah, sure. Even Roman Reigns to a point, sure. But not Bill Goldberg. Well, allow me to allow me to interject and play a little advocate here for you from Vince McMahon world. <clears throat> Let's see if I can do it for you. Well, uh, Goldberg beat Bar- Brock Lesnar, pal. Survivor Series, about a minute and thirty seconds. So why in WWE folklore wouldn't he be a lot? Wouldn't he be a a credible threat to the Fiend if Brock Lesnar is? Because he beat Brock Lesnar quicker than he's ever been beat, and then dumped him out of the World Rumble in that 2017 World Rumble quicker than a hiccup. Credible to face him, yes. To beat him, no, because The Fiend has taken way too much punishment for him to go down after three moves. Mm. And his character is built on that. Brock Lesnar's character isn't built on the amount of punishment he can take. So he can take a minute, 30-second loss, and it kind of makes sense because he's from MMA, that kind of stuff happens, yada, yada, yada. But The Fiend's entire character is built on being this unstoppable force of reckoning, for lack of a better term, that changes everyone. And I don't know if he can get that out of Goldberg. I would like to see that. Like, what if what if this leads to Goldberg changing and doing something different? You know, And, of course, not re- wrestling full-time, right. but now when he pops in, he's not the almighty Goldberg anymore. He's a different character, and I think that would mean a lot more not only to him because it's something new, but to his son, too. Like, wow, Dad, you're 52, and you're doing something totally different. So my last question to you on this topic, because we got another major one to get to, is do you think there's a chance, not not do you want to see it, Take your put your wrestling intelligence cap on for a second, and knowing Vince like we know him, we watch, we watch the product religiously because, well, we're... We need help, obviously. Right here is morning couch time. Do you think there's a chance that he pulls the trigger and puts it on Goldberg? Oh, for sure. That's why I said I was apprehensive, because <laughs> it is not out of the realm of possibility for Vince McMahon to put it on Goldberg. I would just prefer it didn't happen, but I'm really, you know, just a guy from <laughs> Whitehall, Ohio. So, I mean, Vince really does not care what I think. Yeah, he always likes to go, I don't give a damn what you people want. So, do you think... Are you a little nervous? About, I, about I'm the nervous because I, I don't think they should take it off uh, him, but I wouldn't, nervous put, about it, the prospect. I wouldn't put it past him to you. take it off him and put it on Goldberg. I got you, my brother. I got you. All right. With that, speaking of one Vincent Kennedy McMahon, he did – this is this is something we don't usually cover on the show. He did the fourth quarter reports. Uh, we Obviously, he fired two big-time executives, and he mentioned the possibility of 
selling paper the selling the pay-per-view ride to the network, if not the entire network, to another streaming service. Now, he, he wanted to make clear that this is just an option, but he did mention that they are in some pretty heavy negotiations with something. Jason, as a lover of the network, because uh, I, I, I love that damn thing. That's the best streaming service money can buy, as far as I'm concerned, because it provides the greatest sport in the world, Hambino. And... And so as a lover of the network, I am, I, I, like you with Bray losing to Goldberg, I am shaking. I am quivering in the knees. I'm knocking together like a backup band over here. Tell me we're not about to lose the network. Jason, what are your thoughts on all this that's going down? I don't think that we'll lose the network, and you know, not just because the Bruce Cruz podcast depends on it, because it's all matches from my youth that I talk about. Um, but I think he's going the, t- the tier route. And... I don't think he'll sell WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, or Survivor Series to anyone else. You will have to own the network for at least a month to get those. But, you know, if he wants to sell the live rights to Hulu or Fight TV or whoever for the rest of the pay-per-views, that's Vince McMahon just trying to make money. I'm not really – I don't think he's going to cut off his legs at the knees because the network's $10 a month, but when you Mm -hmm. multiply that by 2.5 million people, it's a lot of money. So my question is, and we'll, we'll discuss it a little bit more coming back to break, should I wor- be worried that I'm about to lose all that old content off the network? Am I about to lose all that old content off no, the network? No, you'll be fine. Can I still go back and watch Goldberg, Hollywood? For can it, can it be what they advertised it to be? Then, now, forever. Remember Hogan when he came back to promote the network? He said it really makes us immortal. Will they still be immortal on the network? They will be because I'm old enough to remember WWE On Demand the first time they tried this. Oh, They'll be, it'll be fine. So I shouldn't be worried. No, you're fine. All right, with that, with that, we may come back and touch on that. We like to call it on the fly up here. We're Peyton Manning at the line, okay? So with that, we might come back and talk about it, but we certainly have a lot more to talk about no matter what we do. We're going to talk Monday Night Raw. We've got special guests coming in. Let's take a break. Always remember, it's not insanity. It's Loganity, and it's presented by Mojo Sports Gear. Sports Gear. That's right, Mojo Sports Gear. And Mojo Sports Gear, you can get custom made shirts. Whatever design you need, Mojo Sports Gear can provide it. Don't forget to grab a custom made cap on your way out and rock the best headgear in the game. Give them a call at 614 864 6656. That's 614 864 6656. Not sure where to go? Go to Mojo Sports Gear. That's right, Mojo Sports Gear. And Mojo Sports Gear, you can get made shirts. Whatever design you need, Mojo Sports Gear can provide it. Don't forget to grab a custom made cap on your way out and rock the best gear in the game. Give them a call at 614 864 6656. That's 614 864 6656. We're back right here on Loganity, presented by Mojo Sports Gear. It's another off-the-wall Tuesday where we're not just off-the-wall. We're trying to go through it and make you wonder if there ever was one to begin with. And even if there was, guess what? We're breaking the fourth one, that's for sure. See what I did there? I see what you did there. Uh, I like that. I know, I, like that. I know. I'm wearing the wrong uh, shirt uh, for that, but uh, it was still nice. Uh, uh, that's it. Look, I'm just... 
I'm just circling the wagons over here. Just circling the wagons. I don't have a Deadpool so, shirt. So when we went to break, we talked about Vince potentially selling network rights. So I should not be worried. As a lover of the nostalgic old school network, the let's go watch Nitro, watch Hollywood be just too sweet. No, there's there's money to be made. And Vince put a lot of money into it to begin with. So I think he just he's trying to find new avenues to make some more money off of it. I think it'll be fine. It might cost us 20 bucks a month to get everything that we want. Most I'll do is 15. Best I can do. I'm Rick Harrison off Pawn Stars over here. So the best I can do is 15. I'll do 20. It's fine. It's fine. Well, I, who am I kidding? I'd do 20. I'd do 20. Hell, I'd probably do 30. Don't tell them I said that. So because I, I love that damn thing, it just it gives me so much joy to be able to go back and watch Ric Flair in Ric Flair Prime. Not that I can't. I mean, hell, I've contemplated subscribing to Impact Plus to watch Ric Flair out of Ric Flair Prime because Ric Flair at any age is worth watching. There's my Ric Flair plug of the week, 16 time. Um all right, with that, let's talk about Monday Night Raw. All See, right. did you like I how like that, that went there? I, I, like I brought that. that all the way around town. We, we plugged all errors of the nature, boy. Oh, God. Help us, help us, help us. <clears throat> all right. With that, let's talk about let's talk about Raw. Seth Rollins and company, they kicked it off, and they brawled with KO and the Viking Raiders and a returning Samoa Joe. Stop me if you've seen this before, McCarthy. Have you seen this before? You said before. stop you, and uh, I have, so yeah. I was not going to. Yeah, all right. Okay. Well, any anything? No. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I have something. Okay. I have something. Okay. okay. So why did the guys on commentary sound surprised that Samoa Joe was there? The eight-man tag was already scheduled. Like, I mean, sure, act surprised that he attacked him, but, like, the way they were acting, I was like, oh, my God, Samoa Joe's in the building. Of course he's in the building. You have him advertised. He has a match later. Like, you have him advertised. that was it. Not. That's all I got on that ten minutes of... Oh, and I liked how Becky interrupted everyone because she's going to turn heel and like, after, after this Ma- Baszler uh, stuff. So you think Comania turns heel? She'll beat Baszler at Mania, and it'll turn her heel. Okay. She's, al- she's already halfway right. rock, man. Right. She's I'll, already I'll, halfway. Look. She's got a new coat. She comes out in those sunglasses. She's just got to get past the craziness that is Shawnee Baszler. Look, here's the deal. I will allow you to not let that be your official prediction because we're, we're in a thing with Sports Unfiltered here. Uh, so we'll see if that's your official prediction in about a month. That's fair. There's a long way to go here, uh, and who knows what that senile billionaire is going uh, to buck, pal. Just saying, her heel turn only works if she wins. That's fair. That's because fair. of the the because of the heel character that she's going for the not the rock type. Like, cause you saw her fur coat. Did she, when did oh. Becky Lynch ever wear her, fur her coats? Coat. Like, what's going on? Yeah, what 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 in the blue so hell is they? She say? beat Shania Baszler at WrestleMania, and all that success goes to her head because mm. it's already halfway there. You're already halfway there. All right, yeah, I can totally see that. Speaking of Becky Lynch, speaking of the man, speaking of the goat, she defeated Oscar. Uh, afterwards, and again, the Oscar match was a good match. We're not trying to skip over, but we got a guest coming in today, folks. But here's what really we're, we're going to talk about. Shayna Baszler made her uh, re-debut on Raw, and she attacked Becky Lynch, and then here's, here, let's give everybody company credit for something new. Bit the back of her neck open like a vampire. I, I, I wouldn't, if I had to sat there and watch it last night, I wouldn't believe it. But I, but I did sit there and watch it last night, and I didn't believe it. What'd you think of it, Mr. McCarthy? I thought it was great. Like, just so original. And obviously, it's a blood capsule because it's professional wrestling. But the shock and awe on the crowd's face 
I mean, they they bought into everything. It was just believable believable enough because we all know Shania Baszler is crazy as hell. Just believable enough to get the crowd to react with jaws dropping, hands over their face. My jaw dropped, like, the whole time until she rolled out of the ring. I'm standing there like, I cannot believe they just, like, I can't believe they just did that. That's, a, like, the most original thing. I was I was horribly conflicted on it because yes, it's a very original thought by a guy that doesn't have very many anymore. And I know that Paul Heyman is helping book Raw in a major way, but it had to be signed off by Vince, especially because the angle played out the entire night. Um, so I was very happy with that. The one thing I wasn't happy with, uh, because of the angle, yes, obviously a blood capsule. Where I'm old school, I'm a little uh, Cornette-esque in some ways, and I go, a blood capsule in pro wrestling? Why? Just why? Just why, why, why? Because it's not acting, damn it. But I loved the I loved the angle. It was something new. It was something different. So I'm trying to focus on that, not my little picadillos with being old school. I understand things got to evolve, and you can't really bite the back of her neck open. Wish you could, though. Uh, I'm, I'm not, not. I'm uh, not. I wouldn't do that. I'm not there's trying to. A lot to, of things uh, I do in the uh, ring, but not that. I'm not trying to incite any. Well, I'm. Hey, there's some people out there would do way worse than that, and we've discussed them on this show. Uh, yeah, I just, again, my old school instincts went, mm, but at the same time, I'm like, at least it's something new, because, again, not a whole lot new comes out of there anymore, and I can't remember the last time they had someone re-debut and bite someone in the back of the neck and make it look like it was a, they needed a Tetris shot, and I'm like, well, okay. So I, I didn't, I didn't hate it, but again, can you understand based on how you know me why I was conflicted uh, I on mean, it? I mean, yeah. I was like, I was like, well, but... it's obviously not real one. It was great. Uh, I was like, I so was like, that didn't, that didn't exactly have the same magic of Red Heart and Re- you know Stone Cold Rest There was so much. Like, baby, Bastard might have had two because there was a lot yeah, on the back a, of Becky Lynch's yeah. head, so she might have had two or three in there. So I really like, attention to detail. Yeah. I love it. You know, I just yeah, because I'm like, it's not exactly the magic of WrestleMania 13 with Bret Hart and Stone Cold oh, we'll because that, that was that was that was real people. Because that, yeah, that was the hard way. Yeah, that, sure. that was the, oh, that was the, that was the hard way. A lot like a disciplinary action. Maybe I'll cover um, that on Thursday. Yeah, go ahead. Why not? Here, I'm here to help at any yeah, time, even on the air. And next was the VIP lounge with Drew McIntyre. That's right. Big things popping, little things stopping. It, if you think it's 2008, no, 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 sir. That's right. MVP returned with the VIP lounge for some reason. And I gotta tell you, I liked the segment. Uh, MVP can still talk. He still has that Mike uh, charisma, the presence. I don't see any reason why he couldn't be a, a manager for a certain t- uh, um teams or a world wrestler. I'll tell you who I would love to see him with. I thought because he can talk, Cedric Alexander. Because Cedric Alexander can't really talk. And I thought, man, it'd be because MVP has expressed a desire to stay out of the ring as much mm-hmm. as possible, except for paying the bills on the weekends. So why not why not put him on on Rome with like Cedric or something like that or Apollo Cruz who I think is just Apollo now it's hard to keep track of pal what'd you think of the segment and am I right that MVP has still got a little gas in the tank oh, yeah. as far as the I product mean, goes as far as pro I even wrestling wise he still has some of the tank but promo wise he it sounds like he didn't skip a beat and I think he should be a manager for somebody aside from that the segment was awesome. And I love the joy that Drew McIntyre gets from everything. He's the first guy in 10 years I've actually seen enjoying pointing at the wrestling sign, WrestleMania sign, instead of like, I'm obligated to point at this stupid sign three times before I get out of the ring. 
No, he's like legitimately excited to point at that sign. But I think MVP should form a stable with Cedric Alexander and Apollo Crews and the Street Profits. Man, I'll tell you, we ju- we just booked, we just did some hella booking right here on Loganity, the wrestling podcast. Give us a call, Vinny. Give us a call. Not that the Street Profits need help talking. Oh, but, they don't need any but, help talking. you know, like how he was talking to Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre's not that young. He's been around the block. But, right. you know, you need an older guy to guide you through the pitfalls yeah. and the blah, well, the and, the blah and the blah and the blah. Well, the young guys could really use that. Even if they can talk, they could still use his managerial approach. The the pitfalls of being a star. Absolutely. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, The next thing that I thought was worth covering, because, again, we're flying through, because we got got big things popping today. Uh, Little things are still stopping. Uh, Ricochet defeated Bobby Lashley. I'll tell you, what a big uh, screw you. What a big attitude adjustment to Bobby Lashley. To Not only are you not going to get your Brock Lesnar dream match that you've literally clamored for for years inside an octagon or inside wrestling ring, he literally couldn't care less. Not only that, we're going to give it to Ricochet, and then Ricochet is going to beat you. Ha. Huh. So what do you think of Ricochet getting the W over Bobby Lashley? I mean, it makes sense because you want to make Ricochet look strong against big men before he gets – Destroyed by the beast, Brock Lesnar, beaten, um, victimized, conquered. But I'm now it feels like Lashley's lost in the shuffle. Like, did Rusev not sign a contract? Like, what's, what's going, going on? on? That that storyline has gone on for so long, and now all of a sudden it's abruptly ended, and now it's like, oh, we have nothing for Bobby Lashley. It, it's it's like they were confident in the, the contract negotiations with Rusev. And then something went horribly awry between one of the two parties, and they're like, "Fine, hell with it, pal." You know, yeah, where'd he go? Yeah, I. So, and it's weird that the, the storyline's alive but not alive because the lot of live things still obviously going on. So I don't know if I hope to see Rusev back because I thought he was hitting his stride as this new version of Rusev Day. I thought it, I thought he was really hitting his stride. Uh, let, let's talk about something that I feel like deserves a little bit of time. Randy Orton laid out Matt Hardy, but. And what was likely Matt Hardy's final WWE appearance, at least until another contract is signed five years down the road for a Hall of Fame induction. Um, wow. Matt Hardy came out and cut a promo on the whole Edge, Randy Orton situation. And, I mean, what a perfect guy to do so. I mean, if unless you're living under a rock as a wrestling fan, Matt Hardy and Edge have got more history than a textbook, people. They've got more history than a textbook. Her name is Lita. I'll just let you know. And you can bite this. See what I did there, McCarthy? Yeah, How, was what did there. How was that? How was that? What an impassioned promo it was by Matt Hardy. And if that was the last time we see him in the WWE ring for the foreseeable future, he's never going to be gone, gone. But what a way to go out. What would you think of it? Give it to me. From the second he started talking, it was spot on. Because it, a promo like that, yeah, he talked about it. And yeah, they probably gave him some pointers. But knowing Paul Heyman, he said, man, you go out there and you speak from the heart. I want you to hit this, this, and this, but everything else is you. And all of that, I feel like, was from the heart because you could tell he meant it because he wasn't V1 Matt Hardy when he was talking. He wasn't the extreme brother Matt Hardy when he was talking. No, he was legit Matt Hardy just talking to Edge or talking to Randy and trying to figure out what's going on. And I thought that was a really good touch, which, once again, brings in the realism of the product. We all know it's predetermined, but you got to pull the fans in and get them to buy in. And a great job. Concerto, another one? That's like five in two weeks. I'm like at the the moon right now. I'll I'll take it in this PG era. I'll take it. (laughs) 
Uh, no, absolutely. If that was it for Matt Hardy, as far as WWE goes, for the foreseeable future, because he'll come back for a Hall of Fame induction and probably another, hell, probably another pop in for a tag. tag nothing would surprise me in the era of we're not making new stars. We're just using the old ones as much as we possibly can. Uh, what a way to go out. Lastly for Raw, Rollins, Murphy, and AOP defeated KO, the, the Viking Raiders, and Joe. And, like, everyone's doing okay. They're just, it's taking forever for this story to go somewhere. It is taking forever in the day. Now, for us long-time wrestling fans, we can deal with it. I'll keep watching, and I understand what's going on. But for the more modern-day watchers of the product, this thing is dragging more hind end than a snail. Because this isn't the old days, where it used to be, yeah, you book something out seven, eight months in advance. Matter of fact, Vince isn't good at that anymore overall. He never does. But for this, it, this thing is moving at a snail's pace, half the speed of smell. What do you think is going on here? What's the resolution? Where's the payoff? When are we getting it? I can't see a payoff. Like, because even KO and Samoa Joe taking the tag titles from Murphy and Seth Rollins isn't really breaking news. It's yeah. like it's like last night. It was just kind of there. That whole rivalry is just there. It's like they're doing the same, almost the same thing with. Seth Rollins as they are with Roman Reigns just in reverse. You know, he sets the antagonist on Raw. You know, Roman Reigns is the hero on SmackDown. And it's a never-ending group story of eight guys fighting each other for six months. Where's the payoff? Are we going to have a 16-man tag team ladder match at WrestleMania or something crazy? Like, I don't understand because we've had the eight man tag so you can't have that at wrestlemania we've yeah. seen it twice already yeah. and it, it doesn't it, and it's not big enough for the monday night messiah to have that at mania to be honest he's a he's like the fourth guy in line in the company as far as who the top faces or heels are i just don't personally understand where we're heading because what do you do i mean we we've, we've even had the big show involved in this storyline who was abruptly like written off after 2 weeks um like, what is, what is the plan here, Vinny? Come on. I, uh, it used to be he had such a well-thought-out plan months in advance, and other people would try to get away with that. Now I feel like maybe his kids or Triple H might have a well-thought-out plan, and he goes, nah, not going to do that, pal. Uh, so I, do, I don't get it. I, I do not understand at all where we're heading with this. I don't get where the payoff can be, because it's not big enough for Rollins to do a mania. He's Seth Rollins. We build him up. He's literally being called the Monday Night Messiah. His most recent T-shirt is a knockoff of the famous Jesus portrait for Pete's sake. So you're going to have him in an eight-man tag match at WrestleMania? What in the blue hell are we doing over there? And I know we're talking about Raw, but still blue. Oh, good. What are we doing? What? <laughs> I got nothing. I, I don't like have I said, anything. I got nothing, what buddy. Is the, what is the payoff? What is the payoff? I don't get it. Same thing with Aleister Black. What's the payoff? Yeah, because that black match yeah. is wicked, but yeah. man, who's he going yeah, to... Like nothing. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm thinking a certain dead guy. I'm thinking a certain big, tall, what's left of him. He's broken down, but... Mm, I'm smelling mania season. Uh, I'm just thinking, you know, because he needs he needs calling out these days. Remember Bray brought him back from the dead, essentially. Remember the whole urn thing? Mm -hmm. God, that was cool as hell. All right, I'm a, I'm a mark, I know. But... We'll get to that another time. <clears throat> Let's talk a little bit before we get, uh, because I assume our, our guest will be here at any moment. I assume. Is it? Uh, yes, sir? I was going to say, before we move on into yeah. the show, talk about what's going on Saturday, too. Talk, what, what, what's going on Saturday? What we're are you doing, doing Saturday night? We're, oh, we're, we're, we're doing a Columbus Celebrates Boxing Legends event here at School On Air. 
I see how I don't I don't do all these. Look, my live reads are Mojo Sports Gear, pal. All right, but anyway, we're doing a, a Columbus celebrates Legends events. Uh, all the local Columbus legends of boxing will be out and about. We're going to broadcast it, and including the biggest Columbus boxing legend, one Buster Douglas will be in attendance, and yours truly, since I'm doing the play-by-play, going to get to interview him. And i got to tell you, I am fired up about that. I am honored. I am privileged. I am full-fledged cattywampus about interviewing the champ. Cannot wait to do that. Going to be so excited to do it. Gonna have to get the old Sunday best on. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'll just go keep it kind of house casual. You know how house used to wear like the jeans with the shirt and then the yeah. suit jacket to make it work. That's what I'm thinking. Cause look, I'm uh, walking's not the strong point for obvious reasons. So I'm thinking this Saturday when I'm interviewing Buster Douglas and again, gonna be a privilege. McCarthy, are you gonna work that event? I don't know. I have to work. Are you working the the basketball game we're doing that morning? No. Got to work. Okay. Gotta work. No, that's okay. If you don't mind, I'll interrupt to talk about that basketball game go, go a ahead little put, bit. Go ahead, go ahead and put <laughs> it over. 270 Hoops game of the week mm. this week is the Columbus City League Championship between Linden and Walnut Ridge. You can catch, catch that game if I could talk. Catch that game right, right here on scoreandair.com and 270 Hoops on YouTube. That'll be a fun game. I'll be there. Logan will not be there. Uh, You're going to be uh, prepping for this no, boxing I'm, I'm gonna event. Be, I'm going to be prepping. And when I say prepping, <laughs> I mean – Snoozing people, yeah, getting a little, getting a little Z's. Got to be ready for the champ, Buster Douglas. This, this, this week marks 30 years. 30 years that he knocked out Mike Tyson, and that was before Mike Tyson was going to eat his children or anything like that. He went, "I'm going to eat his children. I'm going to eat his children." And Buster Douglas dropped the puck at the Blue Jackets game last night. And speaking of the Blue Jackets, Uh you you can can catch. Go ahead. (laughs) Look at him go. Go ahead. You can catch CBJ cross check tomorrow, two to three, with me, Kyra Bailey, Scott Cathers, and Caleb. Caleb. I don't know why I'm having trouble talking right now. Uh, Caleb is going to be on the show again. And Adam Dell will pop in from time to time. Well, looking forward to that. CJ well, Crosscheck presented by Mojo Sports Gear 2-3. John Luke Grandpierre is going to be on the show. Mm-hmm. So catch that yeah, out. All right. Just just, dro- just drop it there, boy. Uh, boy. See, he's getting his Loganity on. Yeah, and is. the reason he's having trouble talking, though, is because Loganity is intoxicating. It really <laughs> is. That's the whole thing. The whole gimmick, the whole brand, God, we just were. Look, Loganity's the resin podcast. You're either with us, and if you're not, just give it time. So we're like we're like the NWO after the first year. We're letting everybody in. Come on, <laughs> come on in. Water's fine. Did it take a year? Are you sure it wasn't six months? Look, I'm just calling it on the fly here. <laughs> All right, it was probably <laughs> six weeks. Did we just skip to the ten yeah. lashes. Yeah, let's go to the ten. <laughs> let's go to the ten lashes. Sure. Uh, let's go to the ten lashes. What'd you think of the ten no. lashes? My God. <laughs> All right, let Not me set the scene here. <laughs> Cody got lashed ten times. All right, go ahead. So not only was each, like, crack with that belt, like, lethal as hell, but it was all those – I talk about this a lot. It was all the little things. MJF using Cody's belt. Sporadic Cody supporters coming out from Arn Anderson to Dustin Rhodes to the Young Bucks to finally his wife. You could not ask for a more emotional segment in professional wrestling and not because somebody won a title or someone's retiring because they didn't expect to through injury, like legitimately through storyline. I'm like ready to tear up by the time Brandy's out there because it means so much to all of them. 
Um, it was the greatest segment in AEW Dynamite history, in my opinion, oh, by sure. far. Uh, the like you said, having Arn come out there, and I mean, you can just see the the paint extra on his face. To Dustin's out there too, and then when Brandy came out, I was like, "Oh, it's still real to me, damn it! This is, oh my goodness, this was so. I mean, it was it was magnifique, it, and it brought you back. Obviously, the one time this has kind of been done before at all is Sandman versus Tommy Dreamer. The uh, it was the much more, cane. yeah, the, much more than ten lashes. And please, sir, may I have another? And I don't think anyone else could have done that segment as well as Cody did. Because Cody has a great way. And I know I've had my issues with Cody, but I've apologized for those and we've moved on. Cody has a great way of knowing when to oversell and when to not and when to find that right balance. He doesn't have he, d- he doesn't have Hogan syndrome as far as I'm not selling too much for your brother. And he doesn't have Shawn Michaels syndrome as far as I'm not happy, so I'm going to do a backflip after you punch me. He has the perfect amount of of emotion mixed in, and it was such a great job done by Cody. And again, to those who say this is all fake, I'd like you to look at the back of one Cody or Cody Rhodes, depending on what you want to call him, and tell me how we faked that. It it was amazing. And on the selling point, like, it was delayed. So, and it made it more realistic because he would crumble to the ground but like two seconds after it hitting it, like it took a second to really notice that, oh my God, that hurt a lot. Like it's like this hurt way more than what they talked about in the, like he knew it was going to hurt obviously, but it hurt way more than he thought he was going to. And his delayed reactions after three and four and five were pretty spot on as far as selling it. Like, cause he's trying to be tough guy and take it. Damn it, I just can't. Yeah. I just can't. It was the kind of pain we've all experienced where we first go through it and like the adrenaline is getting us kind of through, and then you give it a few minutes and all of a sudden it is son of a biscuit. Even bulldog does that hurt. And and I mean I, I relate to that so like we all can relate to that because we've all been like, oh, damn it hurt. And then man, it's really hurting about five minutes later. Because that's when it really sets in for you. If it genuinely really hurt, it's that two or three minutes afterward that you're going to go, yai caramba. So uh, absolutely great job done by Cody. A great job done by all. Man, it had it had me. And you know, I'm, a, I, I'm tough to get with AEW. I'm tough to, I'm tough to really, I'm looking at every little thing I can. To, okay, occasionally I, I, I'm watching too much as an analyst and someone that knows the business more than I should. I've wasted my whole life on this whole thing. And sometimes I'm a little too critical of that. But there, there's nothing to be critical about. That was the greatest segment they've done in their history. That was the greatest segment that's been done this year in any wrestling company. That's the greatest segment in quite some time by any wrestling company, within the last year or two, if not longer. It was an amazing job, and it brought me back to ECW, and I'm an ECW guy. It's another reason I don't want to lose that dadgum network. Uh, even though he won't pay for royalty rights, you cheap billionaire. Uh, yeah, How do you cheap. think he got to be a billionaire? Uh, he's worth, he goes, I'm worth $2.2 billion, pal. Spending all that money on the XFL. But, yeah, absolutely well done. AEW is really on a roll right now as far as being, like, there's some things that are cringeworthy just like WWE. But overall, their payoffs for the evening are usually what they're worth being. And I'm looking forward to tomorrow's episode of Dynamite and, uh, Dustin Rhodes is going to get back in the ring. And you know what? One more time, Deshaun, just for you folks at Sports Unfiltered, why do I care about Dustin Rhodes getting back in the ring? Nostalgia. Because I love it.
Well, and he can still go, so that's always uh, yeah. Good. It's not like yeah, he's not. And and again, I can say this, and nobody else in this room can, as long as you're on this show. It's not like the Undertaker, who obviously has a whole lot of trouble. Again, I can criticize, but but that man is beyond reproach. Don't you dare say it. Don't you say it. He has earned it. Hey, he's earned he's my concern earned. of him not breaking himself. Hey, that's all <laughs> right. Well, that's all I'm going to say is what he said. Back when you were in high school in the backseat of your daddy's car trying to get something awful, I'm not going to say the rest of that. He was dumping down the roads winning WWE titles. Just so you know. Just so you know. That's why we should all respect him. How I turn that into an Undertaker plug? Never know. It's mania season. He's on my mind. It's there. Yeah. I know how weird that sounds, and I don't care. <laughs> I just love that man in the most fandom way possible because I love Peyton more in that other type of way. All right, this is going off the rails. <laughs> I love this show. All right, Cody, are you having fun? I am having fun. And before we bring on our guests, do you want to talk about them a little bit? Oh, absolutely. We are so honored and so privileged and so proud and so excited to uh, we're gonna here in just a few minutes. We're gonna have members of New Ohio Wrestling on. We're gonna have their CEO. We're gonna have the Arnold Sports World Champ Onyx, who I'm really looking forward. To. And I mean, he is built like a brick house, boys and girls. So I'm I'm looking forward to being a little intimidated by him. That there's no doubt about that. Uh, it's gonna be very exciting. We're gonna talk because here's a little spoiler: Loganity and Squan Air. We're covering the Arnold. And guess what? The Arnold is creeping up quicker than you know. And so we're gonna bring them on. We're gonna talk all about it. They got. They have two huge wrestling events going on that weekend, and I'm hoping to segment way my end of both of them if I can uh, hopefully help it. Ken Anderson's going to be appearing for New Ohio Wrestling uh, that weekend. That's right, Mr. Anderson, who who has an homage in our theme song, even. He does. So by, so by George, look, McCarthy, between you and I here, a little game meeting right here in front of the folks, and for all the folks on Spotify later on, let's not screw this up. I'll Try. Well, let's do, let's do I, I will thing. maintain my persona of the adult in the room. Yeah, the it's adult, fine. yeah, that whole thing. <laughs> that whole. I'll try to be a little bit more adultish. <laughs> I even brought a you know a collared polo today for it. I had to go comfortable because uh, I knew it was going to be hot up in here. Oh, it, oh, and look, it's going to get hotter than any Nelly song you've ever heard of. When we get New Ohio wrestling in here, we got so much to talk about, so much to say. We're excited about it. McCarthy, are you excited about it? You, uh, you got some questions in mind for Onyx and company? I got a couple. I mean, I've only been jumping up and yeah. down and telling everybody for like a week and a yeah, half. Going, hey, so, we're yeah, gonna... like, we're going to have Onyx on. Yeah, and uh, all of these people don't watch pro wrestling, mind you, so they have no idea who he is. And then I tell them. Yeah. And it's a great, you know, five, yeah. ten-minute yeah. conversation. Yeah. In the industry here at High Media School, we call that a talking point. We call that a talking point, boys and girls. And sure, they may not watch wrestling, but they do know what the Arnold is. That's true. And the and Arnold himself is a wrestling fan, and, and last year came to one of those wrestling shows that New Ohio Wrestling put on. And I got to tell you, between you and I, I would love it if uh, I would love it if the Governor would would stroll his way to that wrestling event one more time, and I could lay a little Loganity on him, and I think we could make some magic. I feel like if I hit him with the two sweet, he would understand. He's a wrestling fan. I mean, he like he's like he gets it. He gets it. You know, he's a WWE Hall of Famer for for Pete's sake. <laughs> WWE Hall of Famer for Pete's sake. Just so you know, I know anybody gets in there these days. But uh, I don't know if Arnold Schwarzenegger is just anybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's put this into context. Uh, like. Sure, but I'm talking about it from a WWE Hall of Fame standpoint. Pete Rose is in it. 
Well, he uh, did get tombstone like three years in a row. That's right, I mean, and, and then he guest host that one yeah, year when they were doing see, all the guest. I mean, remember that year of guest host? Everybody and their mama was guest hosting. And it was probably look, man. Baseball's ridiculous. They won't let you in, so I'm gonna just yeah, go ahead and yeah, let you just, in. It's yeah, fine. I mean, I mean, Vincent Mann's Hall of Fame is more valuable than any uh, Hall of Fame <laughs> I on didn't history. Say I can that, tell you that. But I mean, well, if it's, well, well, I said it. This is Loganity, and where we specialize is wrestling and hyperbole, and I just did both. So that's how that works. Uh, by the way, by the way, here, give me, just because, uh, again, we're waiting on our guest to get situated. Hambino out there playing program director. Man, he owes me some food. Uh, he, he owes I me know, a little. I am hungry so, so, so let me ask you, who was your favorite Raw guest host? When they had the guest host era, you remember that for like that two-year stretch of just nonstop <sighs> guest host? Dude, I thought Bar- Bar- Bob Barker, just because the way him and Jericho, like, Worked off each other let me tell on you, the microphone was let, pretty impressive. Let me tell you my favorite guest host, Betty White. Oh, that was C- coming out with Big Show, and she said she's gonna kick some ass. I said I'll be doggone. Go ahead, Betty White. That was that was the greatest thing that I've ever seen. And she was already like 91 then, so it was just the most precious, beautiful thing I've seen in wrestling. Um, I enjoyed Ozzy and Sharon just because it was cringeworthy because Ozzy couldn't remember any lines at all. Again, how that. It's a good thing that woman sticks with him, or else he's got no shot. Man, she is a she's a godsend. Uh, Mike Tyson being back was cool. But then there was the other cringeworthy ones, like Pee Wee Herman and things like that. I love that we've that's not on the rundown not at all. At all. That just we're came just, out of nowhere. Trying to figure, we're just trying to wait and figure it out. Hey, that's how we do it right here on Logan. I mean, you could have asked me what I did on Saturday. Yeah, what What'd you do on Saturday? <laughs> well, so New Wrestling Era had a show out in Bell Fountain, mm-hmm. and I was uh, doing you know interning. Doing Roman camera, but you know that old adage: you always bring your gear. Bring so gear. I brought my gear, and due to you know illness and you know getting booked with offers being paid more, they were not able to fill all the roster spots. So after 12 years, your co-host returned to the wrestling ring on Saturday night. Oh, tell me about it. How'd it go? I mean, I would give myself a D. Uh, people said C minus. Uh, but I, th- I got good, you know, reviews from it. Mm-hmm. You know, you could see that, you know, I was trained, which is always good. And I got, you know, if you did this for six months, you'd probably be back where you need to be. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have told my opponent, uh, Mason Alexander, who, by the way, thank you for carrying me to even having the type of match that we did. Because, like I said, 12 years is a lot of ring rust to rub off. And we didn't talk much before. We just kind of planned the finish, and that was it. Old school people, I love it. Old school. But I, w- I wish I would. I wish uh, I would have told him to chop me one more time. Mm. Chest didn't get red enough. Mm. But other than that, it was like riding a bike. It was is, so much fun. Is there any footage of this man? There is footage. Oh, we need. We footage. need to air it live on Loganity. That's fine. By the way, uh, I'm going to edit it what, down a little bit. Yeah, what is your opponent's name? Who was that? Uh, Mason Alexander. He is more than welcome to come on this show and give his side of the story of that particular match. And let He's me gonna ask, bury me probably, which is fine. Uh, <laughs> and and let me ask you because all the all the folks, all the all the folks at home want to know, was that a one-off like Shawn Michaels in Saudi Arabia, or was that or was that the beginning of a part-time deal like like Goldberg these days, who who you know came back for that one-off and then suddenly he's now Mr. Saudi. So I like to say that Travis O'Connor is available when necessary. Mm. I'm not gonna take a spot from some dude trying to make money. That's been doing this for ten years and didn't leave to raise his family. I'm not. I'm not doing that. It's not. Yes, I always wanted to be working for Vince or, you know, some other big company. Mm-hmm. But that's not the goal anymore. Broadcasting is. But if I'm needed, hell yeah, I'll get back in yeah, that ring nonstop. I yeah. bought 
you know, stitch on letters today to, you know, really get a nice uh, look just uh, in case. Uh, lately, and you'll lace up the boots one more time, mm-hmm. as they like to say. Well, tennis shoes, but yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> well, well, these days it could be tennis shoes, could be boots, could be gloves. Uh, these days a lot of wrestlers wear the gloves. You know, Taker wears the gloves, Lesnar's wearing the gloves. So absolutely. So you're saying that you're not you're not opposed to the occasional oh, part time no. Goldberg type role. Oh, I'll take a superplex tomorrow. I don't I, care. I got you. Well, that's 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 not what Goldberg <laughs> would do. He's he'd work one match and then he's going away for about six months to a year. That's that's the schedule you got to keep. Uh, because when is this? This is his first match since SummerSlam. Yeah, against yeah. Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, that's that kind of schedule. So that's the kind of schedule you're open to. So the the leader of the Bruce Cruz movement back in the ring, and I'm I'm so. We, uh, we, I want that match shown live on Loganity. Be next week. Yeah. I got to get it. It's my job as an intern to put and my own match together. And Styles, you need to get well from that flu, brother, because you got to be here to help me commentate that match. Oh man, can oh, you yeah. can you imagine Loganity and Styles calling the match of their co-host, Jason? That would be pretty sweet. Jason, I, Mac Daddy, frequenter of Fax McCarthy. I forgot to mention Travis Napper reminded me. I did tell the crowd, you know. The, the adults in the room and the kids that are younger than my son. Yeah. After 12 years, your hero has returned. And, you know, just classic cheap pop stuff. Oh. But I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Did you hit me with a here, right here, and where was the, where was the show? Where was the show? Bell Fountain. Did you, did you go right here in Bell Fountain? I said I had the best-looking button all the Bell Fountain. Oh, the best-looking <laughs> button all the Bell Fountain. Jason McCarthy, are you single? Yeah. Look out, ladies. Look out, ladies. I'm a crazy, busy person. Give give him a call. Give him a call. Give him a call. Jason McCarthy, give him a call. The ladies are interested, I'm sure. And with that, with that, are are we? Okay. With that, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got new Ohio wrestling in the building. It could be a minute, but when we get it situated, it's going to be worth it. We got Onyx here. We got the CEO here. We got a referee here. We might just lace up the boots and have a match right here, Jason. What do you think? I mean, if there's space, I'll take it. Oh, do- hey, <laughs> don't you move a move. We're going to come right back here on Logan to the Wrestling Podcast, presented by Mojo Sports Gear. <laughs> 